The topic of marriage is one of the most polarizing conversations, whether you're addressing it from the trad con space, whether you're addressing it from the red pill space, whether it's the folks on the radical left saying that because of wealth inequality and the cost of living, it's impossible for people to get married and have kids. How can they? It's hard to make a dollar these days. Well, Ben Shapiro has a conversation with Graham Stephan and gives some of the most interesting advice I've ever heard on the topic of marriage and specifically why getting married young may be a good idea, all right? So uh, if you guys don't know this about me, I am actually married fairly young. The average age to get married for men in America is 29. The average age for women is 27. In the UK, it's a little older, believe it or not. In the UK, it is... I want to say 33 and 31, okay? I got married at 23. My wife was 21, all right? Ben Shapiro, I think, was around the same age. This is extremely fascinating in terms of just hearing Ben talk about this specific topic, okay? So I, I promise you, especially if you're under the age of 25, uh, this will, I think, help you think about this a bit differently, okay? So check this out. And by the way, this is not an endorsement of anything Ben Shapiro has ever said or did, and this is not an endorsement of everything Graham Stephan has ever said or did, okay? So miss me with that, but let's check this out. I, I was 23 when we got engaged, and 24 we got married, and she was 20. How do you know? when the person that you're seeing is the right person. You say that you can determine this in the first year. I mean, I think that you can determine if it's the wrong person in the first 10 minutes. I think you can determine if it's the wrong person in the first 10 minutes. That is a amazing, 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 amazing point. And I think too many of us are looking for the chemistry, the ability to click some with someone and be compatible. The world's going to tell you you need to test the drive the test 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 drive the car and make sure everything works before you take it home and we don't do enough to eliminate potential candidates so off the rip i think this is spot on how do you do the process of elimination it can't just be if you're attracted to somebody physically or not you got to have other questions you're going into these sorts of situations with because if you're just attempting to process of elimination oh i don't i don't find a person attractive that's extremely shallow got to have a different barometer for how you eliminate people that you want to potentially get married. This is this is this is life changing advice here. Okay, right. So I think that, that that's that's actually real easy. Determining the wrong person is like that, that narrows the field quite considerably. I would agree with that. So the, the right person for me, you're you're talking about yeah, you know, not to not to reduce the romantic to business terms. I mean, there's obvious things like you have to be attracted to the person. Obviously, you have Amen. to find them fun to be with. Right? These are like basic preconditions to wanting to be with the person. But those people tend to think of those as like the only conditions or as the key conditions. Those are like the get in the doorway conditions. Yep. And then there's the you should be attracted to who you are dating. Yet, if you uh, are holding them to a fetish level of attraction, meaning they got to be a, a specific height, they got to be a specific they have a, they have to have a specific look. Some of you guys have unfortunately probably have had your preferences distorted by the type of corn you consume, okay? But on a general level, you should you should be attracted to them. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be attracted to the person you you are uh, dating, right? And going to get married with. Actual conditions for marriage, which is you're signing onto a lifelong commitment here, which is going to be much harder than you could possibly imagine because you're going to have presumably kids and they're an enormous commitment and you're going to have hardships and you're going to have tragedies and you're going to have you know difficulties and they're going to crop up not like some days they're gonna crop up most days there will be something bad that happens on almost every day of your life yep and the person who you are marrying it's a leap of faith because the person who you who you know now is not the person who's going to be there 15 years from now because people tend to change and people tend to you know 
develop habits or their habits get more ingrained or less ingrained. The nice thing about getting married young is that you're able to sort of shape each other a little bit, which is. This is really, really interesting. So he's saying that the person you're going to marry in your early 20s, like my, me and my wife are married in our early 20s, is not going to be the person. That person is going to grow. That person is going to change. That person is going to evolve. And when you marry somebody young, you can do the growing with them. You can do the shaping with them. You can, well, I'm going to say something controversial. You can train them and they can train you. You can help them flourish and they can help you flourish. You can communicate expectations. And this is harder and harder the older and older you get. The older and older you get, the more and more you get set in your ways. But if out of the relationship you are cultivating values and cultivating specific expectations and cultivating how you want to be treated and cultivating how you want to live your life, all of these things set the tone for a marriage where two people can grow closer and grow up together which I think is a massive W. When you get married older, everybody's got their baggage. Everybody's right. got their established modes of life. And it's kind of harder to make those mesh. Her being 20 and me being 23 mm -hmm. when we met, it's not like there were like tons of things that we were like, these are the things. But the, but the, but the yeah. things that we did share were the unshakable things. Mm -hmm. this so that, that, what age does that tend to be ingrained? Like let's say 35, 40, where things, people just get set in their ways. To... I mean, no, I think it's way earlier. Okay. I, th I think this is a huge mistake society has made. I mean, uh -oh. I think frankly, people are getting married too late on average. Right now, I think... It's controversial advice. He said he thinks people are getting married too late on average. Now, again, in your early 30s, if you're in, if you're not married yet, you're single, you're, you've been saving yourself for the Lord, please do not hear this out as judgment or as if it's over for you. That is not the point of what's being said. But generally speaking, believe it or not, I would agree with Ben. I think building a life together, once you know who you are in Christ and once you know what your values are and once you know where you're going— generally speaking, is much better. It's much better because you can mold each other. You can build a life together, right? All of these different things. And people always get get, get, get triggered by this. And, he, and here's the deal. The more you wait and the more you push out, not, not just marriage, but the mindset of wanting to pursue marriage. The next person I date, I'm going to marry. I made that decision at, at, at 18 because I knew who I was. I knew what my faith was. I knew where I was going. I knew these things. And statistically speaking, if you're a person of faith and if you are submitted and committed to each other and a local church and there's community, if you have that mindset, I think overall the trajectory is much better versus waiting longer, incurring more opportunities to be corrupted by the world, incurring more opportunities to potentially be promiscuous and increase your body count, which is going to then decrease your ability to pair bond. All of those things, you're just you're, you're putting more at risk, right? You're putting more at risk. Now, that doesn't mean that people who get married have perfect marriages and don't go through issues. No, we, me and my wife had our fair share of issues. We married 15 years together, 19 years. We've had our fair share of issues. We've had our fair shares of upside down. I'm not saying that, but if you can figure out the other aspects of being stable as an individual, being stable financially, all of these different things will help. We're getting married too late on average. Right now, I think it's 28 for men and 26 for women. I think it's way too late. That's way too late. I mean, how many people do you know who are 28 and have no ingrained you know, habits or things that they are, they're really kind of used to, ways of life, patterns of thinking when things get like fully fully angry when, when you stop changing is really about 70 like well, no. you're going to change all the way up to limb but change in your life is sort of a, a reverse exponential curve right i mean like you, you change a lot the younger you are yep. and then it kind of diminishing returns right. over time so so the sweet spot to get married is probably as the curve is here
right? Like before you get to the full diminishing returns, yeah. because you can still mold and adapt to each other and and your habits. But don't you think if you're set in your ways, you could find someone else who blends with that? It's you, harder. You, you're both, you know, on this. Decrease your chances. You decrease your odds. Because instead of setting ways for your marriage and your future, you now have to find someone that has the same ways as you. Which not only do you got to be attracted to them, you got to have the same worldview, you got to, there's all these, but then, then you also got to have the same habits and crap. The same page. I mean, it's, it's definitely harder, yeah. right? The more, the more set in your ways you are. Now, I, I, will, I will say that you do want to be set in your values. Yes. Right? So the thing that you need and to that's, be- that's exactly what I just said. Identical are your values. Mm-hmm. Or if not identical, very close to identical, right? So like for, for my wife and for me, so my dad- and I quote this all the time, he always says that in order for people to get married, you have to make the pre-commitment in your mind that you're ready to get married. He said you have to make the pre-commitment in your mind that you want to get married. How many people are out here aimlessly dating random people? How many people are out here just aimlessly dating random people and then they're wondering why they're slipping up, wondering why they are falling into sin, wondering why they keep having the same habits, right? I mean, Christians out here, like there's Christians out here who are aimlessly dating for no reason. And then they wonder why they keep having hookups and keep sleeping with people they don't want nothing to do with because they're not approaching dating with this with this thing in mind. All the time, he always says that in order for people to get married, you have to make the pre-commitment in your mind that you're ready to get married. You don't- That's so good. Meet the person that you want to marry and then decide you want to get married. You decide you want to get married and then you meet the person you want to marry mm. because it's a different headspace. It's a different way of thinking about the thing. It's the difference between saying I'm going to toss five bucks at a, at a at a penny stock and saying I'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars investing this portfolio. Five dollars in a penny stock, you just toss five dollars in a penny stock. Who cares? You yep. know, but but when you're investing like a full portfolio for yep. a thirty year period, you better damn well be thinking about what exactly your principles are. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to a relationship, you ought you have to be thinking like, what is life going to be like fifteen years from now? So we've been married for fifteen years now, mm-hmm. and our life is four children, and those children rely on us to be solid and to and to show them what a good relationship looks like yeah. and to be there for them. Yeah. And even if we're frustrated to, to keep that frustration within certain boundaries, you know, they're, like, they're relying on that and they're relying on a solid set of values that they know that they're going to get the same answer from mom and dad. You don't want your kids value shopping between mom and dad. It's a real problem. Yep. Uh, so, you know, like our first, so knowing that, that meant that the way that I, you know, picked my wife, I can't speak for, for why she picked me because who knows, but the, but the, the way that, the way that I picked my wife uh, was, you know, effectively, I saw a picture of her. I saw she was beautiful. Okay, we're now past like like very low bar to get in. I, I met her and I knew she was really nice. And my sister had also, who fixed us up? She, she mm-hmm. had told me that she was a very nice person. So I knew that she was like not mean or, or nasty. And then of course, she, it turns out she's the nicest person ever. My, my wife is an incredibly nice human being, which is why we, that, that's where the contrast went. Uh, so the, and, um, but like once that was true, I also knew that she was Jewish, which was huge for me because I think that religious agreement is really important in marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that she was Orthodox. So now it's an even smaller group. And then within that group, it's like, okay, what exactly are the things that are very important to you in terms of, in terms of family? What are your aspirations? What kind of, what, what do you want your life to look like? Mm. Are you ambitious? Ambitious was an important thing to me. Mm. Are, are, are you a person who's very committed to the things that you believe in? That's, that's really important to me. Are we on sort of the same religious level? Because even in orthodoxy, there are gradations as far as like how, how observant you are versus how non-observant you are. And those can make a really, really big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every minor gradation is a major question because you're picking one person out of all of humanity to spend the rest of your life with. But you can establish a lot of those things very quickly. By talking. 
by using your words. A no to a question that you think is vital. That's right. Great advice from Ben Shapiro, man. He, I think he knocked it out of the park. I think more people need to have these sorts of conversations. And again, it's not to say that if you're over 20, you know, it's over for you. That's, that's not what I'm saying. That's, that wasn't the point of the video. I am saying if you're younger than 25 and you want to have kids and get married someday, start thinking about these things now. And I would definitely say don't aimlessly date random people hoping that uh, you you date your way to the right person after trial and error. And you're putting a lot at stake and a lot at risk. I would say if you aren't emotionally stable, if you aren't in a place where you are a solid individual, figure that out first, right? If you have bizarre compulsive behavior, if you have addictions, if you have things that you need to work out, like work that stuff out first and then pursue the person you're going to date the next person you're going to date is if, hey, I, next person I date, I want to, I want to, I want that to be my spouse. Have your your boundaries in line. Make sure you know who you are. Make sure you you know what you believe, and make sure you know what you want your life to look like. And work on that stuff. Look at look at the the family the person's coming from. Look at the person's community, the person's circle, right? All those things. I think a lot of this stuff is so backwards in society now, and we wonder why, uh, you know, there's almost a forty percent divorce rate. Well, guess who don't got a forty percent divorce rate? People who practice their faith. People who uh, live below their means, people who make an above average income. Guess what impacts how much income you make? The person you get married to, the person you settle down with, right? All, like it's all interconnected. And, and I think we just repeatedly try and try and try and try and try to make decisions based on feelings and romance and Disney movies. And a lot of times we just, we play ourselves. We play ourselves. We see according to the Bible that prayer is extremely important in terms of us being transformed from the inside out when we get aligned with God's will. For the Christians watching this channel, I want you guys to implement these spiritual disciplines in your day-to-day -day life. And the only way I've been able to do this consistently is through writing down my prayers in a prayer journal that does a few things. One, it allows me to reflect and come to God humbly and ask him to move on my behalf. And two, it allows me to document my prayers, which ultimately helped me remember the very things that I was praying for and see the hand of God tangibly in my life when he answers them. So I would urge you, consider writing down your prayers. It could be in a blank notebook. It could even be on your phone. Or you could check out the one I personally designed and used from my own quiet time and spiritual discipline that I think will be a huge blessing. It's the exact structure and system that I've used for years to pray and be more consistent in my spiritual disciplines. You can pick yours up today by clicking the link in the pinned comment below. All right, I'll see you over there. Peace.